Hi, this is Robin Flow with Ghost the Flow Podcast, and you know what time it is. We're going to get into Ready to Love, Episode 3 of Season 5, Sparks Will Fly or Fizzle. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enjoy the show. All right, so let's go ahead and get into Episode 3, Sparks Will Fly or Fizzle. So the ladies meet up to discuss the process and Tommy reveals that Dakia will be having a blind date with Eric. Initially, Dakia was saying she was kind of nervous leading up to her date with Eric. And I don't know, this the, the nervousness didn't seem to last too long. So Eric's a celebrity chef and apparently he was formerly an engineer. Plus, that's a plus because Dakia reveals she's an assistant engineer. She works for NASA as well as she has her own dance studio. Um, Eric talks about how he recently moved back to D.C. to support his uncle who has cancer but is now in remission. And Dakia reveals that she also is a former cancer survivor. Um, She had cancer, um, I think she said she found it relatively early. So they connect on a whole bunch of levels. And I feel there's electricity there. Like I feel like this is very promising. I see sparks flying. I see something happening here. So I'm kind of rooting for Dakia and Eric at this point. Cliff meets up with AP. AP's a widow, um, but she says she's ready to get back out there and dating. She says she did the work and, you know, she's prepared to move forward. Cliff seems like, you know, he's feeling the vibe. I feel like Cliff is almost one of those people who he could pretty much vibe with anybody. Like you would pretty much have to be a, like, I don't want to say a train wreck. That's not what I mean. But like, you'd have to be like a wall, like a, like a, like a board, a cardboard for him to not find some kind of connection with somebody like he has a lot of charisma, you know, to make people laugh. So it just seems like something that's very like second nature to him. So it seems like he's making a connection with AP until she mentions that he reminds her of his brother. And you can pretty much hear everything coming to a halt. You could hear the breaks because it's like once you tell me that I look that I remind you of a sibling, like we can't move forward. There's no way to move forward because I'm feeling like this is feeling incestuous, like this is not comfortable. So there's that. Um, I, I don't know how AP is going to um, take to any of the other guys, but we already know her and Cliff, that's a no-go. So next we have a date, it's a group date. It's Ace, uh, Eric, Dakia, Joy, and Cornelius. They go on a painting date. Now Cornelius, he decides to paint, right? <clears throat> a picture of a cat. And Joy's like, oh, what you painting over there? And he was like, oh yeah, this is my cat. That died. And uh, she was like, oh, what's his name? Pimp. Yeah. You know, Joy gets some commentary in her confessional about how it's really hard to have a serious conversation after that. Like, how do you get past talking about the man painting a picture of his dead cat, Pimp? Like, it's, it's really hard to climb over that wall. So I think the Cornelius and Joy connection, at least at this point, is is it's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's cut off right there. But Eric seems kind of interested in Joy. And it was it was interesting watching. Like, the kid did really good, at least what they showed on camera, of playing neutral. Like, you know, I'm sure she was peeping how he was connecting with other people because I think she already felt like this could be my guy. So I thought she played very cool while he got to know the other ladies. And, you know, she played nice. Um, uh, Dakia decides to, to uh, take Cornelius and they step to the side and, she, you know, he talks about how he's an old soul. And um, the kid said that she was previously engaged, but she, you know, she took some time to heal from that. 
and um, they discussed children. Cornelia said he wants children. And she kind of, she seems like she's saying like, I mean, I'm on the fence for the right guy, like that kind of vibe. But in her confessional, she talks about how she's enjoying her life and she's not, you know, sure she wants to have kids. So obviously we know the two of them are not going to work. But Cornelius also like he brought up some red flags because when he first came on, he seemed like he was ready for a commitment. And the reason that he hadn't been in a committed relationship is because, you know, like basically marriage and stuff scared him. But when she kind of brought it up, it still seemed like he didn't want a commitment. Like he wants the babies, but he doesn't want to put a ring on someone's finger. So it's kind of like, why are you here? Like, why do these people come on the show if you're not really looking for love, like, I mean, we really know people go on because they want to, they want to be on TV. They want to have their 15 minutes of fame. They want to figure out how to spin it and make some money off of it. But it's kind of like, it's just unfair to people who come on and are really truly looking for a connection. If you want a baby mama, just say that. Don't come on acting like you want a connection when really you just want to be able to have babies with somebody. And that's how you end up with guys who be in their forties, but they only really be looking at girls in their twenties. Because people in their, girl, women in their 30s have either had children or most likely have already had children or at a point in their life where they're not sure if they want to have children because they like their freedom and the way their life is going. So I was just like, mm, okay, Cornelius, I don't know about you. I think you need to go. So um, then you have Paul and Sabrina. They meet up and have soul food. That food was actually looking good. I'm from the DMV and I, I got to take some notes on some of these places that they go. Um, he talks about how he was mischievous as a child um, and how he always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but he's always in go mode. And Sabrina doesn't want to enter into a relationship that's a business relationship. She makes it really clear that she's not really interested in Paul that way. And I could kind of appreciate that she was very straightforward, but I feel like Paul wasn't expecting that like I think he's so used to be I'm gonna put you on your toes and I'm gonna ask you all these crazy questions and I'm gonna be real direct and you know I say what I you know I pretty much what you see is what you get and I think that it threw him off to see a woman just be like you know I'm gonna be straight up with you this this here I don't think this is a thing um I mean he he took it very nice he wasn't mean to her at all but I definitely think that he wasn't used to someone being that assertive and straight up with him um so that's pretty much that on that. Uh, uh, there's no love connection for Paul and Sabrina. And I can appreciate like in this process, I don't need to waste your time. You don't need to waste my time. Like these people need to get right to it because, you know, nobody has time for games. So AP meets with Laverne, Demetrius, Paul and Joy and they meet up to go bowling. The bowling spot looked really dope. Like it looked really, really cool. Paul speaks about how he learned bowling from his mom and he considered himself one of the best. Like he up here trying to give people notes, trying to give people lessons. Um, Joy says she likes Paul, but it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like it to me. Like, I honestly don't even understand how Paul is still here. I don't really feel Paul like that. Like, I don't know. Something about the way he connects with people. It's just... I don't know. It's not giving what it's supposed to have gave, but you know, I'm not on the show. I'm married. I'm good. But you know, just for me, it's not, it's not on a romantic level. Like maybe he's cool dude, like as a friend, but yeah. Um, Laverne wants Joy to touch his butt. Now this is the second time we only on episode three. This is the second time that Laverne keeps talking about somebody touching his butt. And I know that he said he was a bodybuilder and perhaps that has something to do with it. But like, sir, 
Why do you keep wanting women to touch your ass? Why? What is that about? I don't understand and I don't like it. Like, and she said something, she was like, you know, she said touching the butt and touching lips is something special. Basically, I ain't going to be just touching anybody's booty. And if she is going to touch a booty, it's going to be Cliff. So, you know, I mean, first and foremost, it's going to be Cliff. But I thought that was really strange. Like, I don't know if it's that he's obsessed with his body I don't know if he just said it to test her to see if she was going to do it because, you know, he already got one person to do it. I don't know. It was just weird. It was very weird to me. Um, but Laverne does ask Joy on a date and there's definitely a flirtatious nature between them. Like there's definitely something there, but it's just him wanting everybody to touch your butt. It's just, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Um, Demetrius, AP, Wiley, Tori, and Sabrina do a bus tour date. AP seems like she really wants to connect with Demetrius, um, but she's actually sitting across from Wiley, and she's not taking him seriously because there's the age difference. Poor Wiley. Everybody's talking about how it's the age difference, and he's still a baby. He's like 32. I forgot how old AP was. I want to say she was like maybe in her 40s, maybe early 40s, but I just feel bad for Wiley because everybody's basically playing him to the left. Like, you're more like little bro and not a romantic interest. Um... And Sabrina says she felt awkward because she's with sitting between her two connections. Like she's sitting on the opposite side talking to um, Tori, who's one of her matches or one of her people she has chemistry with. But her other connection, Demetrius, is sitting behind Tori. So it's like she can't really fully comfortably connect with Tori because Demetrius is right there and he's sitting back there looking like he's trying to play it cool but you could tell he ear hustling trying to see what's going on trying to assess the situation and my thing with Demetrius is I feel like he took it as challenge accepted and I'm not sure that he's there for the genuine connection even though him and Sabrina seem to have a really strong connection or if he was like I'm down for the challenge may the best man win do you know what I'm saying like yeah, if the connection is real and the connection is strong and you are putting an effort with somebody, you're going to win overall. But it kind of felt like it turned from, oh, this is my strongest connection to like, let's see who's going to win her hand. Let's see who's going to take it, you know, a step further. So I don't know. I could be reading into it, but that was just the vibe that I got. Um, Joy goes on a date with Cliff and they go get some, some food. Their food look good too, child. Their food look good. Um... And Cliff gets up and he takes a bite of her dish and he said he tastes coconut. Apparently, he's allergic to coconut. And he talked about how, like, he would just get, like, immediately sick. But I guess this coconut is imitation coconut, which I was like, that's not good. I don't think that's a win. But also, I'm glad that Cliff did not have allergic reaction. And Joy was just like, no, Cliff, I just got you. I don't want to lose y'all already. It was very cute. They had a very cute moment. Um, Cliff asks about life growing up and Joy kind of gets deep and talks about being raised by her dad and being a daddy's girl. She's kind of sad talking about her dad because he was the closest thing to her. And, you know, obviously he's no longer here. Um, Cliff says he lost his dad in his early 20s and his dad was the nucleus of the family. Um, and he talks about how he held in his emotions for years because he felt like he had to be strong. And they just have like a very, like a tender, sensitive moment with each other. And they just have this natural flow with them. Do I know, do I feel like they may be together forever? I'm not sure. But there's definitely something there between them. And it has been since day one. And it was just, a, it was just nice and effortless. And it was a great, 
a great date. I really like the two of them together. Don't know if it's going to pan out, but I do like the two of them together. Um, the ladies meet up for deliberation and to speak about their strongest connections. Ace and Laverne, she talks about that's how that's her top connection. And she seems to be the only one connecting with him that strong. Um, Joy, of course, speaks on Clifton. Carmen, who's one of the newest um, people, she talks about how she likes Clifton, too. Sabrina, ta Sabrina talks about Demetrius and Tori. Precious says her favorite is Paul. Dakia says she really likes Eric. Um, but she says she used she had her eyes on Clifton and Demetrius initially. Um, AP and a few other ladies, they talk about who they not necessarily connecting with. Um, AP says she doesn't like Wiley because she doesn't want to be a cougar. Um, and the connection with uh, Carmen and Laverne seems to be done. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was like off camera talking through the phone or whatever, but that's done. Um, so she went from filling his booty to it's over. Um, Ace says she's not feeling Paul. And it looks like the general consensus is Cornelius ends up on the bottom. So Paul goes on a date with Precious. And, you know, she kind of lets him know that the ladies are not really a big fan of him. And Joy goes out on a date with Cornelius and lets him know the ladies ultimately decided he's not ready for love. And, you know, he took it well. Like, you never know because sometimes people really be in their feelings. But he, you know, he took it well. He was barely there, to be completely honest. And I'm not surprised that he was gone. I'm not surprised that him and Paul were on the bottom. I want to see how far Paul makes it. I mean, I could be wrong. I could just not be seeing what everybody else is seeing. But I just... I just don't see it for Paul. I don't know why. I'm, I think he is probably the most genuine, but it's just something about his, the nature of him, the, as far as what they show, it's just, mm -hmm, just throw me the wrong way. Like when you ask, ask all those questions, trying to like test somebody, I don't like that. I don't like that. But that's just me. I don't know, you guys. You let me know. How do you feel about Paul? How do you feel about who's left in the competition so, so far on episode three? I know I'm playing catch up and I know most of y'all probably know where we're at right now. So just, you know, let me, let me catch up with y'all, you know, but for whoever hasn't seen everything and who's just going through the episode by episode, I hope that this helps a little sum up of what's going on. So if you made it this far, I so, so, so appreciate you. Please follow me. I'm on Google. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. Share with somebody that you love. Come back and listen to me next week where we'll be talking about more Ready to Love. And if I get a chance, we're going to drop them episodes early. So until next time, mwah, mwah, mwah. and also if you want to connect with me, you can find me at go WTF. That's right. Go WTF podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, guys. Peace.